Okay, for our first message, it'll be brought to us by Mr. Lawrence Gregory. His title is, Jesus, Our Example. Good afternoon, everyone. We recognize Jesus as both human and divine. In his physical life, he left us many examples of things that uh, he did that we can emulate or should emulate, some positive and some naturally normal human things that he experienced in life. And then, after his resurrection, as our high priest, he is uh, serving us until that uh, resurrection, until he comes and then changes us into spirit being like his glorified body. So most of the examples that we have are physical uh, from his human life. So I'm going to read a few scriptures, then I have a list of things that uh, we are considered without scriptures. But uh, in uh, 1 Peter 2.21, we'll read a few verses. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. And then in John thirteen fifteen, we uh, read, uh, of his uh, words. Now, uh, we read a lot of these during the Passover time, but uh, I'm going to uh, break in and read verse 15 here. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And we know the great apostle uh, Paul, who was a Jew, uh, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so we take that upon us from the scripture to follow Jesus. And then uh, another scripture in Philippians 2.28. Uh, 2.8. Let's, let's turn there. Philippians 2.8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So a couple of things we see here, that he was uh, a man, and he humbled himself, and he was obedient. Now, I'm going to list a couple of, uh, uh, about 20-some uh, scripture references. I'm not going to read the scriptures, because he continued after that in a normal human way, but... Uh, uh, we see from the scriptures that he thirsted, he marveled, he worshipped, he grew, that is, he matured and, uh, in knowledge and wisdom and understanding as he grew older. Uh, he hungered, uh, he worked, he wearied, he ate and drank, he waked, he slept, he suffered and died. He was angered, he was moved with compassion, 
He rejoiced. He wept. He was tempted. He was troubled. And we just read the scripture that he was obedient and humble. And then we read in the Old Testament that he was uh, rejected, despised, stricken, smitten. Uh, he was bruised. He was oppressed. And he was wounded. And so many of those things that Jesus experienced in life. But he overcame all of the physical difficulties that he had. He left us an example. So when we're uh, discouraged, we can go to him and have him help us. Because he didn't stay that way. You don't read in, in any of the references. And I didn't quote any of those from, from the four gospels. Because there's about uh, 20 plus chapters of th several thousand verses that describe Jesus in his human uh, body and his humanity and how he addressed and faced these things. But we only have a few references, a uh, few chapters after he was resurrected, a few scripture references, maybe a hundred or so, compared to a couple of thousand previous. So uh, one in uh, ten or one in a hundred references to his afterlife as a, our high priest and the spiritual things that he did. So most of the example that Jesus set for us was in his physical life. So we can look to that physical life for an example of how he overcame and how he grew and how he uh, blessed us. Now, uh, I'm going to uh, take some time here and uh, show us uh, a few scripture references from the interesting time that after his resurrection and his life. And we uh, go back to Romans, the fifth chapter. Uh, we uh, have shared this many times. Uh, but God, beginning in verse 8, but God commended his love to us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And so it's his life. It's a living Savior. It's not a dead man hanging on the cross. It's the living Savior. He died, was three days and three nights in the grave, was resurrected by God, is a spirit being now. And uh, we are saved by his working in us and his life in us. So uh, he ever lives to make intercession. In Hebrews the, uh, I'm going to read a couple of uh, uh, several verses here. Let's go to Hebrews. The uh, seventh chapter. And um, Hebrews 7 verse uh, 24, because this man, because he continueth ever, 
has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. And so we can read more about that uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians, 4th chapter. Verse 10 and 11 and verse 14. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death by, for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Skip down to verse 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus, shall raise up us also by Jesus, and, pre and shall present us with you. And so in Philippians, let's go there. And 3, verse 20 and 21. For our conversation is in heaven. That is, our citizenship is reserved by God. That word conversation should be citizenship from the Greek uh, into the English. It's, it's not a good translation. But uh, for our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working, whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. And so, when he comes, as a spirit being, we're going to be changed. We'll be glorified as he is glorified now. And we'll be in a spirit being, uh, in a spirit body, with him forever and ever. As he tells us in uh, Romans uh, 6, Chapter, let's go back to Romans, sixth chapter. Four, five, and eight. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And verse 8, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. And so in uh, one more scripture here in Romans Fifth chapter, let's back it. No, we've got a couple more. Uh, back up to Romans 5 and uh, verse 8 through 10. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath 
through him. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And so I read that scripture before, but I want to stress on us that it's his life as a living savior that we get the examples from his humanity, from his physical life, so that we can apply them. But it's his spirit being uh, who is alive forevermore that is going to save us. In Galatians 2.20, and uh, that's my last uh, scripture reference here, Galatians 2.20. For I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that is one of the great things that we can be impressed upon is that Christ gave his life and he had planned this for many millions and billions of years with God the Father who became the Father uh, to die for us and to save us and so those of us who believe in Jesus, in his humanity and his divine nature also, shall be saved when he comes as that divine being to save us and to change us into a spirit being. I'm repeating myself a couple of times here because I want us to get this. The difference between his humanity as an example and his spirit life that he lives now and what he's going to do for us. He left us many examples in his physical life, but now he lives forever to help us continually. We who overcome, endure to the end, will be saved and with him forever and ever. Won't that be a glorious thing that we're going to be with Christ forever and ever?